was baby steps. And we started very, very slowly and we worked our way from there and we're here where we are today, five years on. Today I am chatting with Colin McDonough, a local Galway man who owned and operated one of the most successful travel agency businesses in Ireland. He opened up Colin McDonough Travel in Woodkey in Galway in the late 80s, ran it for 30 years and in 2015 swapped it all in and went into the food business and along with his wife Carol opened up Esquire's Cafe in Air Square. If you haven't already done so, please click the subscribe button and get brand new content every single week directly to your feed. Colum, it's, uh, it's great to have you on the podcast. Uh, thanks a million. Um, look, I have loads to talk to you about, so we're going to we're gonna fly straight into it. Um, you're, uh, you're, you're a well-known uh, businessman around Galway. Uh, uh, a lot of people would know you. Um, so... Just to give the audience kind of a, a little bit of a background, can you just kind of tell me, like, uh, give me give me a history or background uh, growing <clears throat> up and kind of in business? Yeah, of course, no problem at all. So I'm from Renmore originally, uh, Dunlamara in Renmore, where my mum lives to this day, Evan. And there were six of us in the house, six kids and my mum and dad. And off to the Bish, uh, as people do, lovely time down below in the Bish, opened my own travel agency in 19, 1989. That was our first travel agency, Colin McDonough Travel in Woodkey, and spent lots of happy years down there. And then from there to One Stop Travel, which was in Odeon House in Air Square. And we closed that five years ago because really a lot of the business is heading for the net quite quickly. Yeah. So we had always looked at the coffee business and we just thought, what kind of business can we get into that we'd love to be able to give the same, same sort of service and the same face-to-face service that we've had in travel and my wife and I, Carol, who worked with me in the travel business, we opened Esquire's Coffee in Air Square in on the twelfth of August, twenty fifteen. So very that's a, a very yeah, very quick. Very good. And we we'll fly into all <coughs> about Esquire's now in a second. But um, a, a slight uh, aside question for you, Colum. Um, you know, there's a kind of a, an old adage of like you know. Uh, entrepreneurs aren't aren't born they're kind of uh, or sorry they're not made they're kind of born you know i just wonder uh, with someone like yourself who's been in you know a businessman for a long time now in different industries do you do you think like you have kind of an would you say you're an entrepreneur you have that kind of entrepreneurial spirit or well i might be an entrepreneur but i'm not a very successful one i've been <laughs> i've been i've been trying to i've been trying to, to to get the hang of that i'd love to be a little bit of a michael o'leary and have uh, a couple of knots knots in the bank like him evan you know well, I, I think I always was because when I was growing up in Renmore, I was out delivering milk when I was 12 years of age with Ormore Dairies. We'd get back from delivering the old milk and we'd hire a lawnmower from Ivers and we'd head off mowing lawns around Renmore. Uh, worked as a waiter in the Redemptorist, if people remember it, when the priests used to come on their, on the, on their trips to Galway and they'd have this big retreat. A uh, bit of a waiter there, worked in Flannery's Hotel as a waiter, worked as a tire fitter in the ESO service station in Renmore, tinned beat with a few farmers out in Oranmore, built silage pits. So I suppose, you know, I was a tea boy for McInerney's when they were building the houses in Renmore. So it was always in the blood to try and get out and do something myself. And I'm still working on that and yeah. still trying to get there, I suppose. And it, it, 
Uh, on that, like you said, in the blood, but there must be something in the water in um, in Renmore because I don't know if you're familiar with Kevin Nugent, but he owns I, uh, a couple of restaurants in Galway, and <laughs> he's from I Renmore. Know, I know. I delivered milk to Kevin's house when he was a young fellow, so I said to him not too long ago that he can put a lot of his success down to me and the great milk that I delivered to that <laughs> house when he was a young fellow. <laughs> <laughs> right, he, uh, he's, doing, he's doing great, and Carol and I, if we're out for a walk on the prom, we love to go in and buy a coffee. We know Kevin well. He's a great guy, very successful, and yeah. um, we wish him all the best for the, for the future. No, for Mighty sure. Man. No, he, he is a great guy. He's given me a lot of advice yeah. down here, so, um, yeah, uh, there must be something in the water of that side of the, the world. Def- definitely is, definitely is, I'd say, yeah. Uh, right, Colin, we're going to go back to uh, what you were saying there about 2015 uh, and opening up as Squires. Um, but actually, let's go a little bit before then, right? Because um, you told me uh, kind of uh, in, uh, before when we spoke before about uh, when you left the travel agents uh, agency, um, you said that, and you mentioned here about kind of the, the internet came into play, and that just changed everything. Right. And I suppose yeah. I just I, I I was speaking to a, a, actually a, a very good uh, guy that I have on the podcast uh, soon, and he was telling me that um, when it comes to uh, a, a very important part of uh, being in business is actually knowing when's the right time to get out. So I'd love to kind of get your view on that like um just that whole experience of, of actually leaving because i'm sure it was a hard decision yeah. to make it was it was very difficult kevin because i spent over or evan sorry because i spent over 30 years in the travel business and i loved every minute of it and i was immersed in it i can assure yeah. you i worked really really hard you know you were there early in the morning you were there late in the evening you looked after people this is pre-internet yeah, now, yeah. when I was when I was in Woodkey, I started on my own in Woodkey. When I left Woodkey, eventually I had twenty three staff working in that shop. We were oh. very very big. We won an awful lot of awards in Connacht for sales of the various things, including the Erling product and all of that. <clears throat> Excuse me again. That would have been pre internet, Evan. Um, yeah. We we you know we it, at that stage at that time in my career, I think there were up to ten travel agents in Galway. So, wow, yeah. I mean, tra- travel was very, very big and everybody was able to make a decent living out of it. You did have to work hard. You obviously got back what you put in and we put an awful lot into it. When we moved into Odeon House, we took on a lease for a certain length of time. And you asked the question initially, what sort of prompted getting out of travel? Well, we could see really the writing was on the wall. There's now one travel agent in Galway. Now wow, you go yeah. back a few years, 10 travel agents then, family members all in the travel business. <clears throat> everybody making a living out of it and then you go back and you find that there's one travel agent in Galway now and you know the way things are with COVID that can't be easy so you know you take your hat off to them. Uh, our lease was about to finish in Odeon House in Air Square Evan so we had a decision to make do you take a new lease out for 15 more years is there that time left in the travel business are you enjoying it as much as you did I wasn't the fun had gone out of it big time for me I really was beginning to come to the end of it. I had been quite sick in 2012 and I had some surgeries in 12, 13 and 14. I really, I think I attributed a lot of that to stress and the stress from the travel business and that I'd say as well as the lease coming up on the shop, we decided we need to look at a different option. And we had looked at the coffee business some time out and my wife, Carol, who worked with me side by side in the travel business, she's a great lady. She's also a qualified chef. So oh, it was good. a very, a very easy decision for us to make. It was traumatic leaving the travel business. 
I miss it. Yeah. Do I miss it enough to go back into it? I don't. Because (laughs) we've been there. We've done that. We've turned the page. I worked with some fabulous people. I had the finest of customers, an awful lot of whom are now customers in Esquire's and Air Square. So it's wonderful. I mean, we've kept up the the face-to-face with people that we've had dealing with us for an awful long time. Yeah, and you uh, you, you made obviously <coughs> a, a huge uh, jump from leaving the travel agents, but um, you didn't travel too far, right? You went a couple of doors down the road, if I'm not mistaken, down to Esquire. We did. We did, <laughs> and the reason that we did go a couple of doors down the road is because we, we found a shop that was large enough to do what we felt we'd like to do. We have a 50-seater restaurant. Now, yeah. it was 50 seats. <clears throat> Excuse me. 50 seats mm-hmm. pre-COVID. We're down to about 32 seats now with the social distancing and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, we looked for a really good product in the coffee business because at the end of the day, Evan, what differentiates one coffee uh, shop from the other? It's the quality of product. It's the service. It's the people that are in that shop. It's the team that are working with you as well as yourself. And it's the work ethic. It's the friendliness. It's the welcome. It's consistency. It's everything that's good about business. You know, every every business has their own um, ups and downs, but we looked specifically for a really good product. Esquire's is a very, very nice product. The coffee bean is recognized as being an excellent coffee bean. Uh, we cook all our foods fresh to order. We're a little bit different to some shops in that regard. Yeah. Um, there's nothing, nothing sitting under a heat lamp in our shop. Very good. And um, before we get into uh, Esquire's, because I have plenty to ask you about that, um, I, I have a, something that I'd be very interested to ask, and I think uh, my listeners will be interested as well, um, which is, um, uh, you know, the, the, again, the old adage, adage of location, location, location uh, as being kind of the most important uh, elements in business. Um, you obviously chose uh, a, a location, and for those familiar in, uh, familiar to Galway, uh, you know, you're on Air Square, you're, you're pretty prime location in Galway. I just wanted to kind of get your opinion on on that. Like, did you look at other locations and like, were you and even like still obviously looking at the the, the land, so to speak? Like, are you? Um, do you think that's very. Is it a very important element, the location? Well, location is very important. Of course, it is. Footfall is very very important. It's not everything, though, Evan. Really, I think if your product is good enough, you know, if you've got. Uh, something that you really think is 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 good and you can stand over it, etc. I think that you'll be successful no matter where you are, provided you've got obviously enough footfall in the area. Now we're we're just off Air Square, but we're very close to the bus station. We're very close to hotels and bars and everything around us. We specifically wanted to open that business somewhere where there wasn't already an existing business. Right. Okay. <clears throat> If we were to be a success, we didn't want it to be seen that we had lived off somebody else. We wouldn't do that. If we failed, we failed on our own merits. Um, We're just off Air Square. Obviously, would have been thrilled if we could have gotten to Shop Street, but we Mm -hmm. couldn't afford the rent. Number one, footfall is everything down in Shop Street. I mean, all the businesses in Shop Street are doing the business on a bad day. So even on a bad day, you'll see queues at the coffee shops. You'll see it yourself. But you, you walk 10 minutes in any direction from there. And it's very hard to keep open in the middle of a pandemic, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, and um, another question there for you, Cullum, uh, on that very topic uh, is, uh, so 2015, you opened up Esquires. I mean, I, I find it interesting. Obviously, uh, Esquires is a, is a franchise uh, restaurant. So you decide to go down that, become a franchisee. Like, obviously, you were no 
you were no fool to business, right? You were, you were at it long enough. You knew kind of the nuts and bolts of how to do it. So I'm interested, why didn't you just decide to go the independent route and open up, uh, you know, Cullum's Coffee Shop or so? Or so yeah, very good, very good question, Evan. Well, although we had been in business and I had been in a number of businesses, uh, we knew the business that we were in, which was the travel business, but we, yeah. we, didn't, we, we didn't know the coffee business. So when you don't know something, you've obviously got to bring the people in around you that do know it. So we, we, want, we wanted to learn coffee and we wanted to learn from a very good company. So we decided we were going to go with the Esquire's brand. There was training, there was backup, there was support of all sorts. Things that we would have never known about the coffee business, we learned very, very quickly. And you did have to learn very quickly, Evan. You learned on yeah. the hoof because both my wife and I did and continue to this day. We are on the floor with the team working on a daily basis, serving our customers, which we're thrilled to do. We never ask our staff to do anything that we won't do ourselves. But um, the brand was a very good brand, Esquires. We were trained. That's continuous. That goes on forever. Um, the fact that we had been in business, that was a huge help on the business side of it. But you still didn't know the product of coffee. I sold yeah. holidays. As I, as I said to somebody recently, um, if I ever write a book, I think I'll, I'll, I'll title it something like from Tenerife to Tito's. It should be, it should be, it should be something interesting. <laughs> very good, very good. Um, well, look, it's, uh, I'm sure it won't be written for a while. I'm sure there's plenty, plenty more to come yet. <laughs> but, um, Please, God, yeah. But, um, so let's go into uh, Esquires now. So 2015, you, uh, <clears throat> you, call, you called it a day uh, and you moved down the road and you opened up Esquires. Right. Can you chat to me a little bit, Colin, about that? about the process, I suppose, which um, process of opening up, up a, a restaurant or a coffee shop in your, in your instance? That's right. Well, we, first of all, we had to go to the bank, the people who matter most, <laughs> and that was with your business plan. And you had a couple of bob yourself put away, but you needed yeah. more. So you had to convince the local bank manager that, um, that uh, you know, you were a good bet, etc. So uh, we did go to a particular bank that I had dealt with all through my life. And, uh, spoke with the bank manager. I still remember the interview that I had that day in his office, and he suggested that I go back and look at the figures again, which probably was a nice way of saying, "No, you're not getting the money," because we don't think think you're you're you, you know you have enough about that particular plan. So I spoke to my accountant, who then put me in touch with the manager of another bank, who I never dealt with in Galway in Air Square, and uh, met that particular man, a lovely, lovely man, Seamus Fennessy, AIB, and Seamus said to me, Colm, I know all about you before you say a word. Show me your business plan. Let me take it away. Let me bring it to the people that matter. And within about, I'd say, a week, Seamus had the finance that I needed. And to this day, I deal with AIB on that particular basis and delighted to do so. And Seamus Fennessy would certainly be a man I'd have huge admiration for. Um, Big shout out to AIB there now. Hopefully they'll uh, sponsor my podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm sure Sorry. if you haven't... If you have a chat with Pat Piggott in AIB Square, <laughs> Pat, Pat, Pat will look after you, another gentleman. But uh, so, so we spoke with Esquires, we got the plan for the shop, we got the architect on board to draw up the whole shop and how it would look. We wanted it to look welcoming and friendly and warm. Yeah. We, we wanted it to work for us though as well, Evan. So we went about uh, fit out and, you know, it was very expensive to get going at the start. Yeah. Proper kitchen facilities, we full restaurant facilities, etc. there. Um, then we began to look at the training in-house, uh, organizing staff, trying to get the right people into the shop because the right people are everything because 
you know, the person with the least amount of experience, if they're wearing your uniform, well, then to the customer, they're the most experienced in that shop. Right. So, right. you know, right. you've got to have your people, you've got to have your people right, Evan. It takes yeah. a long time to get the right people in that business. But uh, we then set, set about opening. We purposely decided we wouldn't open for a race week of 2015 because we felt we didn't know at that stage what we were doing. We were a new business. We wanted to get into kind of the, the a soft opening, for the want of a better word, yes, where we yeah. weren't inundated with the race week people. Much and all of that business would have been welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided to avoid it. We didn't open until the 12th of August. We allowed the steam to go out of the market before we started. And it was baby steps. And we started very, very slowly and we worked our way from there and we're here where we are today, five years on. Very good. Very good. And um, look, it's from the outset, Cullum, uh, it sounds like, you know, a, a big a big success story, obviously. But um, I'm I suppose I, I deal with enough restaurants and I'm long enough kind of around the, the industry to realize that uh, it's not all plain sailing. Right. And there are ups and downs and all the rest of it. Um, and um, I'd love to, uh, if, if you will, kind of, if you have any kind of, um, I don't know, almost kind of a, a <coughs> mistake or kind of a low moment, I think it, it's always a, an interesting thing to kind of uh, see, especially for yeah. my listeners, if you have anything. Yeah. You know, Evan, your first year, partic- particularly, it, it, there are a lot of low moments. When you go into the quiet winter season in Galway, we're a tourist town. And I, having worked on that side of Air Square, knew what was coming business-wise. We knew the football was going to drop substantially. I was 15 years working just up the road, so I knew exactly what winters in Galway on that side of the square were like. So we had braced ourselves and we had kind of pruned things accordingly. And I think it was all about survival for that first winter. Right. Because we knew the Swallows wouldn't be back, as in the tourists wouldn't come back to Galway again until about the following May, you know, May, May, June. Uh, there were some tough moments then I can assure you getting through that winter that was very very tough uh, when you can't get the staff that you really really desire for your shop that can be a real downer as well you know you know what you want and you know what you're trying to 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 do in the business but you need support around you by way of the right people and the right yeah, people can yeah. be difficult to get uh, yeah. and have become increasingly difficult because the um, business that we're in is a tough old business. You're on your feet all day and a lot of people get burned out quite quickly and they move on to different things. Yes, yeah, for sure. And just on, a, on, a, on that point, uh, just <laughs> a, quite a, a small aside, um, uh, I, I always hear, obviously, I, I've only been in the, the restaurant business myself, uh, uh, <coughs> Excuse me. so I wouldn't know other industries. But, you know, I'd often hear kind of that the restaurant industry is is very notoriously difficult and hard and challenging. I'd love to get uh, your opinion on that from, from someone who has been in, in different industries. Like, is the restaurant business and, and in, you know, the hospitality business, so to speak, is that more difficult than maybe others, would you say? I'd suggest it is. I'd suggest okay. it is, Evan. Now, I'm hands-on, like, as I said, like my wife, you know, we don't sit in a lovely little office watching everybody else running around. <laughs> We're there doing, doing the yes. job. You come in any day, you'll see me on the floor yes, serving yes, like any. for sure. The, the, the rules and regulations pertaining now to, to the hospitality sector are they're fairly stringent on health and safety, etc. And that's a very, very good thing. Don't get me wrong. It's important that things are really tight. You're dealing with food. You're dealing with consumables. You've got to understand that this has to be dealt with in a proper fashion. <clears throat> There's a lot more pressure 
to ensure that everything runs smoothly. You can just imagine in a busy restaurant with meals running uh, up and up and down the, the floor very quickly every day to ensure that each and every meal is of a certain consistency and that the next meal is as good as the last meal and that the customer who's back today gets the same experience as they had yeah. the last time they were in. You know, there's a lot of pressure in the travel business. It was, it was, a, it was a little bit different. There wasn't as much face to face as there is obviously in yes. the um, in, in, in this business. Yeah. Okay, and uh, you mentioned there, you, you, you picked up on it there, Conum, about, you know, you're in the shop every day and, and uh, your wife <coughs> as well. And um, I've been in, in a couple of times um, and the one thing that always stands out, apart from obviously, you know, the, the quality of your, your offering is the service. I always think that, um, you know, the service is really fantastic in there. And I'd love to get your opinion on that. Like, like, could you kind of like uh, quantify that somehow? Or like, what is it about, do you think yeah. about good service? Like what makes good service, I suppose? You know, Evan, it's always been foremost in our mind, good service. And when we were in the travel business, we were known for the service that we gave. And I mean, I said it at the very beginning, what is the thing that differentiates one shop from the other? I mean, you can go into a coffee shop, you can have a cup of coffee and a sandwich, but yeah. it's the person, it's the personal touch it's the way you are served. It's the welcome you receive. It's how you feel after that experience. Was I a valued customer or was I just a nuisance after I spent 15 minutes and spent my money? They wanted me out. They wanted the table clear for the next person. Service is everything. And in, a, in an increasingly busy world, Evan, it's my belief that service will always win out. It will always win out no matter what okay. you do. If you, have, if you look after your customer and if you look after your staff, and if, if, if you're respectful towards everybody, and if you remember your please and thank you and your manners and your appreciation of the fact that people actually may have gone out of their way to come to your shop that day to support you. You know, you, yeah. you have to have your mindset right, Evan, to understand that, you know, thank you is a very, very important part of everything. And I don't know, have we lost a little bit of that in Ireland? But to me, service is everything. The minute I sit in the shop, I can tell you whether the service is going to be good or bad, you know. A um, couple of quick questions to finish up, Cullum, and I really appreciate your time. Um, uh, and we may have, you may have already answered this question, but um, I, I think it's always a very, uh, it's, it's always probably the most interesting question, answer uh, probably on this podcast. Uh, and that is that uh, the fundamentals of, of, running an, uh, of running a restaurant, right, of, of, of this business that we're in, um, what what do you what would be the main points that you think are kind of the keys to success? I think again it goes back to what we said. I think yeah. you've got to have you've got to have a very good offering. You have to have consistency in quality of the offering that you that that, that you have available to people. Consistency of service. You keep your standards as high as you possibly can, which can be very difficult at times because everybody is human. And people make mistakes from time to time. Understand that people make mistakes. And, you know, don't castigate people who work for you for making mistakes. Obviously, explain to them what the story was with that mistake, because we make them ourselves and that hopefully people will learn from it. I think the quality of your project, I think the welcome that people receive in a shop, I think the service, the consistency, it's so, so important, so it is. But if you get the fundamentals right, Evan, like the, the product itself, and that's why we particularly went for the Esquire's brand. I mean, yeah. the coffee bean itself, people talk about the coffee bean. It really, really is a very good coffee bean. 
And the thing about it is that people come back for that. And, yeah. you know, you can go to 20 coffee shops in Galway and not casting any aspersions on anybody because everybody obviously is, is very proud and work very hard at their own particular job. But you yeah. know the shop that you like to drink your coffee in or that yeah, you like to yeah. eat, your, eat your food in. And you know for the sure. ones that you don't. You know? For sure, yeah, for sure. And on that point, Cullum, um, uh, uh, apart from coffee, uh, is there any other kind of, I suppose, uh, is there any other <laughs> business that you ever look at um, or even concept, uh, you know, that, that you've looked at in terms of restaurant or business that you kind of envy almost and you say, Christ, you know, I wish I had done that concept. That's a fantastic business, sir. I do. And I'll tell you straight. And if yeah. I was a young guy, if I was a young guy starting out again, I'd yeah. probably go a slightly, slightly different route. I'd have huge admir admiration for businesses like McDonald's and Supermax and, and places yeah. like that. One of my favourites that I've been going to for years and years is Park House. I go pop in there for a bit of lunch when they're open yeah. or a cup of coffee now and again or whatever. It gets me away from the shop for 15 minutes. Kitty and Eamon inside in Park House, they're the epitome of good service. I look, I watch, I see how they deal with people. I try and bring that back to my shop as well. And I think it's a great compliment to them, the fact that, you know, somebody like me will go in and sit there and observe the way that they conduct their business and the enthusiasm from those people after all the years they've spent in the business, you'd imagine they'd be yeah. worn to a threat at this stage. They're all their lives in it. But if if somebody was starting out, for instance, Evan, I'd suggest to yeah. them that possibly go to work in somewhere like Parkhouse or McDonald's or Supermax. Yeah. Yes. Whether they, whether they like the business or not, go to work and learn how those people conduct a successful business. Yeah. I'm very sorry I didn't do it myself. I might have saved myself a lot of time. Very good. I, I love that. Um, I was actually given that advice, funnily, uh, many years ago. Well, not many years ago, a couple yeah. of years ago by a woman called Jill Carroll, who owns a uh, 56 That's Central right. in town. Um, for her dad at one stage. Really? Yeah. Very good. Uh, I, I, uh, I think she's, she's re really, I really look up to her and how she runs her business. But she yeah. told me, who, uh, I interviewed her a couple of years ago and she said to work in uh, McDonald's and uh, I went I went to work in Supermax <laughs> so uh, I didn't go to McDonald's in the end but the the, the kind of uh, the ethos uh, the, the idea was the same you know um, and um, I'd love to ask you that question so I suppose um, a, a big thing you'd learn from the likes of those restaurants is obviously uh, those businesses how you'd run a business and uh, in terms of like systems and processes and uh, you know, um, they're, they're as, as uh, nailed down as they come. Uh, I'd love to ask you about that. Like, is that, I suppose, the reason why I'm asking you this column is I, I work a lot with uh, startup restaurants and stuff like that, and that's a big part of what I implement is, is uh, I systemize kitchens and uh, basically make them much easier to run, you know, and all the processes. And, yeah. Um, but I suppose looking at your business, so you're... Um, you're obviously hands-on, right? You're, you're in there every single day, yourself and your wife, um it's it's i suppose i'd love to know like is that something that that you uh that you would value a lot or um or are you kind of the type of guy that's just in there working in in it you know well you know pat mcdonough is rarely behind the counter in supermax as you know yes. and he is yeah. uh, much more successful than anybody i'd say in this in yeah. this country well obviously bar michael o'leary possibly you know <laughs> so you don't you don't you don't have to be actually on the floor yourself yeah. It, it, for me for me it's important and I love dealing with people and I want to be there to let people see sometimes people come in and they want to see the boss on the floor now it's different in yeah. the fast food business 
but it's so important to me with a young family we have to rear those kids so I need to get in there and roll my sleeves up as good as anybody else I'm thrilled yeah. to be able to do it and to continue to do it as far as learning from the experts I think the 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 um the suggestion that Jill gave you and I know Jill and she is a lovely yeah. lady and I think I think her suggestion is absolutely fantastic because if you don't have the information yourself go and learn from the people that are successful I mean all you've got to do literally is like blotting paper soak up the information from yeah. their particular success and I think a lot of failed entrepreneurs possibly wouldn't have failed or might not have even gone in to their own businesses if they had spent time working in a tough enough business similar to what they wanted to go into down the line and actually seen what was going on in that business and what do I have to do to be successful as well, you know? Yes, very good, very interesting. And uh, final question for you, Cullum. Um, back in 2015, you uh, you saw that there was um, uh, kind of... Uh, I suppose a change, a change in the in the industry, right? And the, the web was coming in, uh, the internet came in, and there was a, a, huge, a huge change in the industry in the travel agents. Uh, twenty twenty, um, obviously, you know, we all we all know uh, the crazy year we've had. Uh, what what effect do you think that's going to have? Like, what what direction do you think the the industry is going to go in? Yeah, I think I think the question possibly had come up as well is uh, what about the sit-in customer going forward and the nervousness yeah. post-COVID yes. etc I genuinely Evan am 100% convinced that the customer will always want to come and sit in and be pampered and looked after because they work damn hard and they want to be able to sit down enjoy their meal in a comfortable surroundings and not have to sit around their square on a wet day, wolfing down a sandwich and a cup of coffee down over the shirt that they've got to work in for the rest of the evening, etc., etc. The I think Ireland and I think the world will thrive after COVID. The only thing that might come against that is if there's another virus that needs to be dealt with down the line, which I'm sure we're now into the, the, the season or the century of viruses. This is going to be yeah. the new a world war possibly every year or every couple of years a new virus but i think the experience that people will have from this covid 19 the world has changed hasn't it really in a very short time the world has changed we'd never have seen ourselves walking around there square wearing a mask a few years ago we'd have seen the asian students in town and yeah. they were wearing masks and you kind of even smile to yourself thinking yeah. God, they must be worried must be worried about the pollution in galway what's wrong with them? <laughs> Lo lovely the air in galway is as clean as anywhere but I think the world will bounce back. I think that people will who are starved for the the eat out experience to get back to meet their friends that they haven't seen for maybe a couple of years by the time it's all over. The people who want to go on holidays, Michael O'Leary, he'll fill his planes again like he's done in the past, as will Aer Lingus and everybody else. I think that there are boom times coming at the back of this, but unfortunately, it's all at the moment about survival, Evan. Yeah, for sure. And I know I said that was the last question, but uh, I'll, I'll give you one last question and I'll let you go then. And uh, that is, um, I suppose, uh, you know, travel agent, uh, uh, coffee shop owner, <laughs> what's the future hold? Like, uh, you, you don't strike me as a man that's going hanging up the boots just yet. So what's, what's no. the future hold for you, Colm? Well, you know, I, I, I looked. we've looked a couple of times at opening a couple of coffee shops and really we don't want to do that. We want to try and do what we're doing right and right. we're happy to stick, stick with what we have. Maybe we, if we were to do anything else, we might open one other little coffee shop. But if 
if the right opportunity came along, I'd love to get my teeth into some sort of a new challenge again as well. Like, you know, we've got this business now moving along in the right direction. Please, God, it'll continue. We've great staff. We've very loyal customers. We've very good suppliers. We've great backup. So, you know, thing, things things are going okay and we're going okay, thank God, pre-COVID. And year on year, each year, we were doing a little bit better. If something was to come along that was quite appealing, God, I'd love to get my teeth into something. A nice new challenge would be lovely. I don't know what that might be. If you have a suggestion and it's um, <laughs> a winner, Evan, give me a shout. <laughs> <laughs> I will. That, that's, uh, look, Colum, it, was, it was a pleasure to talk to you. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that um, I was kind of worried that you, you know, I thought maybe you'd turn Esquires into a, a drive-through grab-and-go uh, jobbing, but I'm glad no. you, you think the, the future is bright anyways. You know, Evan, really people crave um i i think they crave service and they crave good service i was in a particular shop in galway so it's sad to have to say that i was treated very badly in a shop in galway the other day and i mean everybody's entitled to a bad day but i wasn't treated badly by one person i was treated badly by two different people who were obviously under pressure the COVID yeah. thing was hanging around them. They seemed more interested in 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 implementing the COVID plan than looking after their customer. Both of which could have been done in a really nice way, but they probably chose not to. That's a that's a business I'll not go back to. And I've been there for years yeah. and years and years. So I think everybody loves to be looked after. They want to feel valued. They want to feel as though they're they're worth something. They want to sit down and they want to be able to say to themselves, "There's the the boss, or there's the manager, or there's whoever." They really like to see me coming in here. It's not just a false thing that they're trying to get me and get the money, get you out the door. Yeah. Services, every, everything, Evan. I think the future is bright for the sit-in restaurants. I have no doubt whatsoever about that. If I had a doubt, I'd probably have exited by now. Uh, Colm, I could talk to you all day, but uh, I think that's a, a good a good point to leave it on. Uh, thanks a million. And I'll, I'll thanks talk for you everything, soon. Evan. Trend of life, so. best of luck and good luck to you with everything. Thanks for watching the Business of Restaurants podcast with me, Evan O'Calley. For new episodes every single week, subscribe below.